When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap Podcast, where every week I come to you and I talk to you about what nightmares some of these couples are and how they are flawed and what they do wrong and what they do not do right when they should do right. A lot happens here, folks. I'm, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puyas and Vakili, ready once again to talk about Season 9, Episode 10 of 90 Day Fiancé today. And boy, do I have a guest for you, okay? He goes by many names, has many accolades, but for now, we'll keep it short, we'll keep it sweet, he has been my ride or die for a long time coming, has done a couple of seasons of 90 Day with me, and is the aforementioned daddy to the daddy network, of course. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rob has a podcast. Rob Sester Nino in the building. Rob, how you doing? Yes, uh, Puya, I, I took some time away from my MMA training to be here and so excited to talk about 90 Day Fiance Season 9. Rob, you, I wouldn't have known you took time off. You're looking buff. You're looking good. Yes. You're ready. Yes. Thank you, Puya. Thank you so much. Uh, same to you. And so excited to get the invite to come back and talk 90 Day Fiance with you. I was worried it might not happen this season, but you asked. I had some downtime. I have watched the entire season very quite recently. And if I get anything wrong, uh, it's because I watched uh, a lot of it on 1.8 speed. And so I do apologize about that. But I am ready up, ready to go. A lot of takes about 90 Day Fiance Season 9. I can't wait to hear all about it, Rob. The beauty of it is I've been here all the way through. So if there's any inconsistencies or any questions, I got sure. you covered. I know you do. Yeah. Um, just one note before we kick off here talking about our first couple 
I did see a lot of requests from you listeners asking about love in paradise. Can we talk about love in paradise? Can you bring up love in paradise? I will do what I did with the single life when the single life was on air in discovery plus at the end of these podcasts, starting next week, I will put some time aside to talk about love is paradise season two um, over on discovery plus. So that'll be happening at the end of the podcast, starting episode 11. Don't next go week. anywhere. Got you covered. Listen, it's okay. hot mess express. We're going to multiple destinations starting next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. For now, let's stay in our lane in this destination, Rob. We're going to kick it off with a couple that have just had wild times. And every single episode I come in and introduce them, I think he's done about as much as I think he's going to do. That's audacious. We're going to kick it off with Bilal and Shaida here, Rob. Yeah. How do you feel about them having watched the season recently? I mean, uh, this guy, uh, he's, you know, comes up with uh, one, like, you know, pl- plan after the next Bilal. And uh, I don't know. I like these two, they have no chemistry. Uh, I, I don't I don't see like what, what the attraction is here. I mean, it could be vacation love. It could be false promises. I think it's a little bit of both. They've now been together one month in the timeline that we're in and they are visiting Bilal's sister in Atlanta because that's mm-hmm. where they're going to be doing all the wedding planning. They got two yeah. months left. Let's get the wedding planning going. And we know everything leading up to this is that the big looming question for Shaida is, I want kids. Bilal's not giving me a straight answer about kids. That right. is a deal breaker for me. So naturally, we're just going to proceed with the wedding plans before we answer that. That makes sense. Yeah, it seems like, you know, I, I feel like it's a theme in this season of like, did, did any of these couples like talk before they came to America to, you know, have this relationship? It seems like that there are like a lot of like deal breakers that are out there and nobody seems to be on the same page. And like, I feel like that there's almost nothing that Shaida does that Bilal seems to actually like. That is the case with a lot of these couples. If you communicate well, you don't get invited to the show. That's pretty much what I've decided. Mm-hmm. The way things are going, probably most of these couples should not get married. We'll see how the season ends, though. I feel like the with the two of them, what started as something, I was like, oh, okay, this prank is not good, but they seem very cute together. I'm starting to lean more towards the you both do not want the same things and you shouldn't be together. I don't think it's going to work out for either of you. One is a prankster, one is not, one wants kids, one doesn't, and it's just going to get messier. We haven't even covered the new wrinkle into the plans here. So the big storyline for Bilal and Shaida this week was the whole wedding planning. Yeah, Shaida is taken to uh, go wedding dress shopping with Bilal's sister, and you know she starts feeling a little bit emotional during this. Her mom's not going to be at the wedding, obviously. She is the last of her sisters to get married, and we find out that she's very close with Bilal's sister. Bilal's sister's name is uh, Nefertari. So the two of them have made a bond leading up to this Atlanta trip. They've talked on the phone. She feels like she can talk to her. It's like her big sister away from home. And Rob, I feel like Bilal's sister said, do you have any concerns? And Shaida said, boy, do I have receipts. Yeah, let me, and, let me yeah. unload. Pull I've out got a, a scroll. Got a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and, some yeah. Go ahead. No, uh, she's got a she's got a lot of concerns, a lot of a lot of uh, issues with uh, Bilal, 
And we didn't even get to like uh, the the next thing that she's going to have an issue with. Yeah. So part of the stuff that was mentioned here is every time I bring something up to Bilal, he corrects me and he changes it. Mm -hmm. He always has to win a conversation. And his sister was playing the spin team of. "Mm, Yeah. I've never seen that side to him, but I feel like, you know, if you give him time, he'll tell you stuff that he doesn't like in his own time or whatever. But she just. You know, kept trying to defend Bilal. Like, uh, man, you have not seen Bilal in his element. He is the worst. He is doing so much. And mm-hmm. Shaida also mentions the the thing about not, you know, the topic of not wanting kids. She mentions it took him seven years to get back into a relationship. And I feel like, why did it take him so long? He tells me, trust me. I'm not sure you 100% trust me. All of this is happening. And I thought, if you had one thing, We'd be like, okay, this could be cool. You have like four different red flags that you're describing here. How is this still proceeding? And how are you at the venue dressing for wedding dresses right now? She did look good. Nice wedding dress. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, if 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 I, if I if I could also just uh, one thing uh, that uh, tell me if this is a hot take. Uh, I think I like of all of the different shows we've watched on 90 Day Fiance. I think I like 90 Day Fiance proper the least. Interesting. I don't think it's a hot take, but tell me why. Because that I don't care about the wedding that I care. I care about the the drama and the mess. And like uh, a lot of it is just about like, oh, let's go dress shopping today. Like, what's the wedding going to be like? And like, I, I don't care about the particulars of the like everybody's wedding planning that I really it's the least interesting part of the show for me. So to have it be such a big part of all the conversations. Who wants a big wedding? Who wants a small wedding? It's, it's just like not the interesting mess that I'm here to see on 90 Day Fiance. I 100% agree with your take because I feel like the most elite franchise of the 90 Day Tree is before the 90 Days. Yeah, They are going to meet for the first time. It's like the first in-person appearance. And if they have problems, it's like it's the beginning. They can just cut their losses or move on um, potentially. But with 90 day, not only does the show treat it like the 90 days are a test and not a it's happening no matter what, but the wedding stuff doesn't add a lot. And honestly, the mess is kind of sad because they've all left their lives and committed to this now. So mm-hmm. it's it just makes me sad for them that they're going I, through this. I just think it tries to be a, a show that it's not. It tries to like uh, get into like uh, play into like the say yes to the dress. And then, and then I forgot about like, you know, we're going to have like the whole like last two episodes that are going to be the weddings. And then they try to like pretend like, oh, it's all like lovey dovey at the wedding. Like, uh, oh, Mike and Natalie, I guess they really do love each other. And then like cut to like 10 minutes later and it's the reunion and they're screaming at each other. So it just is like a, a lot of like, um, you know, trying to really like generate some like wedding, like schmaltzy, like um, emotion at, out of this. And not what I'm here for. Sorry, TLK. <laughs> you heard it here first. Rob will not be making an appearance for the recap of the penultimate episode when it's all weddings. No, don't have that me on that happen. week. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> wouldn't, so, wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind uh, you know, the reunion. Checking out some reunion stuff. Yeah. I'll hit you up. I'll hit you up, Rob. Mm-hmm. So we get this conversation with the with the sister. We move to the next day. Let's go ahead into some Bilal and Shaida action here. So they're still in Atlanta. He's taken her out to, you know, see some of Atlanta. He said, you know, to see Atlanta, you have to see Atlanta. So he takes her to this Ferris wheel. So we did see this scene on the next time on, but they get on the Ferris wheel and Shaida is terrified of heights. So she is not living in this Ferris wheel. Yeah. And 
correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. Bilal's logic was, you know, to conquer fear, I should distract you so you don't think about that. Yeah. How about something else? You didn't want a prenup. I had a prenup written up. Can you look over this document and tell me it just got it just arrived? It's a contract. What do you think? Right. So she's like having like uh like oh I'm a little uh, nervous about the Ferris wheel and it's like oh okay well uh here's a uh, prenuptial agreement on my iPhone for you to peruse while you're up here in frantic state <laughs> like that was audacious it was blasphemous right? I was mm-hmm. what are you doing and like, we since you're that- a captive audience uh here let me serve you with these papers seriously on my phone this is entrapment, sir. This mm-hmm. was full entrapment. Mm-hmm. Does this look good to you? Is it like, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're good to send this off, right? You've reviewed this document? Literally, we find out that Shaida had said, I have no... They've talked about this once before. She said, I have no intention of signing a prenup, and that was that. So mm-hmm. now, he brings it up here. Her whole mood changes, because again, this was supposed to be a day out, and now she's been served papers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She feels blindsided, of course. But when... Shida tries to defend her stance. She says, you know, I was thinking it's more of like a, you know, we have a love story. We have, we love each other. We trust each other. We believe in each other. So we don't need this prenuptial agreement. That's where I was coming from. And Bilal's like, yeah, we do have a love story, but you know, marriage is also a business. Yes. No, Rob, it's also a business. Yeah. You've been married far longer than I have. Yes, have you yes. ever described marriage as a business? Uh, no, uh, it's not a good business. Um, you know, if you are looking at marriage as a business, um, you know, that, that, that is not, I would not, you know, recommend uh, marriage as a business. Yeah. That's a choice for you to, for you to say marriage is a business, but yeah. then, you know, just like a tribal council, he starts describing his analogy more. He said, like, you know, to get married, you have to sign a contract. You have to, you know, legalize it and do all this stuff so this is you just have to sign papers you have to get it official like which is you know uh, that similar you know you do have to do all that with a business everyone's favorite part of the, the marriage process is indeed the paperwork <laughs> i mean i got married right as everything was shutting down in the world and and it was yeah. bulk of it was signing papers it was just you know, us standing outside <laughs> signing papers a marriage and a business both can be a partnership. You know, uh, that's one of the things that are similar. True, true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some businesses have sleeping partners. Some mm-hmm. marriages have that. There's some similarities. <laughs> some, some similarities, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, he, uh, she's like, yeah, well, I just don't want this to be part of our story. I don't want this to be part of our story. And he's like, well, why, why wouldn't you want this thing that can protect you and me? Like, I don't know how it's protecting her. Like, are you going to take, uh, Shaida's assets? Yeah. It sounds to me like she left everything to move to you and you were agreeing to be the breadwinner. And then you're saying, I want to protect the bread. I want to conserve this bread in my fridge. And now again, that I am not, Shaida's representation, but I think I might say if I was Shaida, like, okay, um, put in the prenup that we're gonna have a kid. How about that? Yes. 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 That's my my counter offer. Well, and the funny thing is she hits him with the Uno reverse card on the next time on with that, which I was very happy to see. I love that from her. That is the energy that Shaida needs to dish back to to this lunatic. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so she tells us that she feels like she views the prenup as something negative. And she says it makes the relationship feel like a transaction. And she doesn't love that either. 
So I totally see where she could, she's coming from with this, especially with the two of them and the relationship they've had. They had only seen each other in person for six days. So naturally, and, and this whole like not trusting each other doubts that she's had, this all comes into fruition with being dealt with this paper, especially if they have discussed it and she's rejected it and he seemed fine with it. Yeah. At the time. Everything with Bilal is like very calculated. Like even going back to when, okay, I'm going to pick her up at the airport. But I'm going to rent a fake car and I'm going to bring her to, you know, my dilapidated uh, house that I grew up in just to sort of like level set the expectation. Then I'm going to wear a T-shirt the next day. The T-shirt is going to say, be grateful. <laughs> and this is a lesson that I'm gonna, like everything is sort of like, I, like I, I, I'm not surprised at all. Like, you know, that this was his plan. That I'm going to take her up on the Ferris wheel. She's going to be off her game. I know she's afraid of heights. She'll be discombobulated. I'm then I'm going to serve her the prenup, maybe because of the confusion, and then she's just going to sort of like uh, agree to it because she's going to be in some sort of a state. And then I'll also be able to say, "Well, you agreed to it when we we're on the Ferris wheel." Uh, but it just seems like that you know everything he does is like for a reason, like uh, with the end in mind. Yeah, like he's. You know, a lot of these 90 day couples, they don't think steps ahead. So he is in a way thinking steps ahead, but he's overlooking the steps they have yet to take that are integral in deciding what the steps ahead would look like. You know, a conversation about having kids is something that probably would be an eye in the future that they both need to talk about long before Mm -hmm. this is what they talk about. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if. He says to his sister, or like, all right, she's going to bring up the kids. Like, you dip that in the butt. Okay. You tell her, like, uh, like, I, I just feel like he seems like that he is uh, a guy who, you know, has thought of everything and is not really on the same page as Shayda. Yeah. And he's like, he's thought about everything, but then he doesn't share that. Like, he doesn't talk to her about stuff like this, which I feel mm-hmm. like she would be very okay with having these conversations. He just doesn't want to have them until he's ready to, you know, at the opportune time to bring it up in a specifically packaged manner. So there's a lot of calculation there for sure. And, and you know, obviously on the Ferris wheel, the other thing he said was, as he was explaining everything about the, the contracts, you know, I'm everything I'm doing is completely okay. And he said mm-hmm. it in a very weird, calm manner. I was like, no, it isn't. Who are yeah. you trying to convince yourself? Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. this. I mean, he said it was okay, so I don't know. I don't if he says it's okay, you do the opposite. That's that's the move for sure. Mm-hmm. But Rob, we're not done here. So the Ferris wheel kind of, you know, ended on a sour note. It wasn't a great time. The good news is she didn't sense the height fear because all this other stuff came into mind. But clearly her mind was still there when Bilal decides, I'm going to give you another surprise. We're going to get on a horse and carriage and, and take a ride around town. That's okay. what we're going to do. Okay, sure, sure. He loves so, taking her on rides. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of taking her. They did the, they did the, the boat, boat thing yeah. a couple it's episodes like we're in ago. Venice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that with Bilal. The van, the boat, the Ferris wheel, and now the horse and carriage. So when they're on the horse and carriage, he says, you know, I like to show love in multiple ways. I'm yeah. a romantic, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Honestly, Rob, the next thing I wrote in my notes was, oh, my God, what is he about to say next? Because anytime he's gone on a boat, he's, he's said the next big plan that he has to throw out, like the spanner in the works. This time that didn't happen. Instead, mm-hmm. 
Shaida said something that shocked me. Shaida said, babe, I want to see some. Can I see the contract again? Mm-hmm. So as she's mulling over his phone, looking at this contract, Bilal decides to say, oh, by the way, I was going to serenade you and sing for you, but you're b- busy with this contract. So I guess I don't have to do that. Like Bilal, you know damn well if you wanted to, you could. And quite frankly, you should have. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, anything to distract her from reading the contract. It would be better for you. Because she reads the you fine print. This. Yeah. And she says, I don't see anything about us having kids and them being taken care of or me being taken care of moving forward if anything was to happen. And Bilal tries to sugarcoat it and she says, Listen, Bilal, I know you're trying to use your words correctly to not offend me. But this just ultimately feels like you don't trust me. And when the conversation goes further, she says, bottom line is, I don't want this because I, I trust you. I don't think we need it. You trust me. And he says, I trust you. But, you know, God forbid, if we don't work out, are you going to want to take everything I have? Mm-hmm. That question means you don't trust her, Bilal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. I. Yeah, Rob. Bilal needs to go. He is. Yeah. You know, making his way up the worst people Mount Rushmore very quickly for me. I mean, um, I don't know about worst people. Uh, he's not on not the, even, on the not, even in, not even in the ninety day universe. I don't think he's like uh, made. Uh, he's close to like worst people, but no, uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel great about uh, this duo. Yeah, well, he, the ending line for him is: if she doesn't sign this, I can't see us getting to the finish line. It shouldn't. We break yeah. up now. Because you have this that she doesn't want you should break up. She wants kids that you clearly are not ready yeah. to commit to. And she said that's a deal breaker. So you should. But Rob, you've mentioned this already. In the next time on, we see that um Shaida wants to have a conversation with Bilal's lawyer because she would like to add something to the prenup contract. Yeah. And that is a time frame for them to have a child. See, Genius. I didn't even catch that. Uh, that okay. That, that's good. Yeah, that's G. That's the Uno reverse girl. That's like, oh, you want to play games? Okay, we'll play games. I love this from Shaida. And I can't wait to mm-hmm. see Bilal try and maneuver that because you drew up 18 pages worth of contract. I want one line put in it. Are you going to well, fight me well, on Well, actually, uh, you can't really have uh, that addition to the prenuptial agreement. Uh, I mean, once it's uh, constituted, uh, you really, uh, you know, where I come from, uh, it's really. <laughs> well, that's the thing. spin it. Yeah. He's, oh, 100. This is what he's going to say, Rob. I have the defense ready for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to say that takes away the beauty of, of, you know, conceiving a child naturally when, when it's time. Yeah. When it's, you know, you never want to plan. Like that shouldn't be something yeah. that's structured. He's, he's going to find a way to yeah. make uh, it. He'll be like, oh, well, we only have like 70 days left. I don't know how many days I have left. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, well, the, by the time that goes back to my lawyer and they put in the mail, like it's just not going to be done in time. So. Put him in his place, Shaida. You got to figure this. it out. Yeah. 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 All right. All right, Rob. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the musings of Patrick and Thais. Yeah. Tough, tough week for Patrick. You could say that. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So, Patrick and Thais, Rob. We are 67 days away from the wedding. They yeah. just had a housewarming party hosted by the one and only John yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. What have your thoughts been on Patrick and Thais and the limited episodes that they've been on so far? So th- this is a couple that I've enjoyed getting to have on the show uh, because it's an interesting dynamic. I, like, I feel like that, you know, basically, you know, once my time, like uh, that, Jessica Lee wrote a blog and it was like uh, the 11 teams that you see on the amazing race. Uh, and I feel like that this might be, uh, if there was ever a 90 day fiance off season that you could do a podcast of like the, the 12 couples you see on 90 day fiance. Uh, uh, okay. And so, but this one, I guess the wrinkle here is that, you know, we've, we don't really get to see often of, you know, a per, couple with has like obnoxious roommates. Uh, as part of the story, like I feel like that—that's uh, unless you could think of one off the top of your head, um, this is uh, unusual to me. Well, it's like it's not only is it just an obnoxious roommate; it's also the brother, his yeah. brother, yeah. right? His older brother that has is not taking any BS from anybody, and who Patrick is making no effort into trying to mend these bridges. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so now we've we've already talked about in length how the whole Dallas move was 100% Patrick with zero intake input taken from Thais. Mm-hmm. And this episode just puts a magnifying glass on that because Thais would like to go they're going shopping for decorations. Yeah. She wants to you never go furniture vibrant. shopping on 90 Day Fiance. You got sucked into the Jovi and Yara uh <laughs> trap. Yeah, which they still to this day, I think, had the best NPC non-playable character on the show with the mm-hmm. uh, one of the furniture salesman there. So they go there. Hey, what did she say? She's like, uh, like, y'all need a Snickers? <laughs> yeah. Like, Do you need Snickers or something? You seem kind of mad. Stop that. <laughs> Put him in his place. So yeah. the whole thing is Thais wants the house to be a little bit more her vibe. Because it's empty, there's not a lot of color, it's just, you know, bland. I agree with all the points she makes. Mm-hmm. So they're going decoration decoration shopping. So they get to this furniture store and she's looking at stuff and you know, she's excited. Oh my god, look at this. There's so many, there's all these pillows. There, this couch is really nice. Yeah. And she says, you know, maybe we can change everything in the house. And this yeah. is when Patrick starts with the no, no, no. Yeah. So can I just ask a question that 
again, uh, I watched a lot of this on fast speed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have a, they, they own, he owns a house that his brother lives at in Dallas. So him, his brother and him and his brother lived in Austin. Yeah. They had the house in Austin that they initially stayed at, which Thais loved. But then out of nowhere, they moved they're like, Dallas. Oh, we got, I, I, there's an opportunity that comes up and my, and my brother is going to be there too. So is yeah. this, now do they own this house? Are they renting? Are they renting this house? I believe he sold the other one and bought this one. That happened very quickly. No, very quick. Like again, we had no notice. Hey, we're like, moving. Like, and they sold the house in like a day, like, uh, or maybe is the house being sold. I'm not sure what's, what's going on there. So, uh, like I was unclear, like, is this an, is this a house they're renting? Like, uh, why are they spending all this money to, to decorate this house? Well, that's the thing is that she wants to spend money on decorating, right. but he's very facetious. So, I don't know what the true nature of things is based on how sketchy he was being. I feel like some of this might not be on the up and up because of how much he's trying to withhold. Yeah, you're right. And this does seem like just um, a lot of the, you know, uh, the business that goes on here that I I listened to uh, like one of the podcasts like early on in the season. I think that Scally was on when uh, they first came up Uh, and they're talking about how like if I don't work, I miss a thousand dollars a day. Like something about like this business uh, that BC Patrick and, and, and John involved in strikes me as not being on the level. Yeah, I mean, he, what is it? He door to door sells surveillance stuff. And then John is in charge of like installing. Yeah. And he has a whole team that he works with. And, and then, and they give like the back door to people on the dark web. Is that what uh, is going on? That's where they get all their money from. That's a great question. Uh, Is that a whole front for something else he's doing? Because a pyramid scheme. I don't know. No idea. Who knows? Look, Patrick has never done anything shady or against the rules ever no never that is not what he's about in fact when he just when he feels like it's he's not a done with breaker. something no he he leaves it mutually it's a mutual leave <laughs> he doesn't get you know kicked off and banned from a sport that's not what happened yeah okay um but yeah, you don't want to go to the furniture store 90 Day Fiance. It's it's always a tough look. Um, I don't know necessarily why uh Thais, am I pronouncing her name right? Yes. I've never said it out loud before. Um, that she uh wants so she's like, oh, a five hundred dollar cowhide rug, we need this. I don't love a cowhide rug, you know. Who does? Like I don't know who's buying, but they're always there. Like there's always one in, in any store. Because nobody bought it. <laughs> it's the they're same waiting one. for Thais. Yeah, so I didn't love that. But then, you know, the couch she was sitting at, I love a good sectional. That looked phenomenal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm all about the sectional life. So that would have been great. But mm-hmm. um he didn't want to spend on that. He didn't want the cowhide rug, which I, I allow him on that. That's fine. She wanted some pillows. The pillows were 180 a piece. He was not well, having that. Yeah. So like she's like th- like look look at this, look at this, and, he, and 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 then he throws at her like, uh, hey, you look, I- I've spent ten thousand dollars on you since you've been here. She's like, on what? It's like food, <laughs> water, bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's been mm-hmm. here three weeks. What bill? What bill cycle has she been here for? Probably mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he does mention the phone, Rob, that he bought her to remove location from. So Mm -hmm. that was more of a him purchase, if anything. But he does throw that in her face. He also tells us in confessional that he's never been big on decorations in a house because and he cites being because he was poor growing up. He says, you don't buy decor when you're poor. You buy food. Yes. But also 
That is you have true. A big house. You can't have the house looking empty. Like it's got to look like it's li- like living. It's breathing. Yeah, yeah. This is this is tough. This is tough. Because uh, I've been to the furniture store, um, and you know, it's, it's you know, this is there's not not a lot you could do. You know, you got to be <laughs> you got to be on the same page. Sometimes yeah. your sometimes your wife says that you need but you need a bunch of things, and you could say, ah, I don't think we need that. Uh, I don't think we need that thing. Oh. Honestly, I when we moved apartments mm-hmm. last year, because initially when I moved in, we were living in a smaller place that Liana was living in alone. So then we moved into a bigger place, a couple bedrooms, bigger living room, bigger living space. So we had to buy a bunch of stuff new. Like we yeah. got a new couch and everything. I was there for the decision making with the couch. Mm-hmm. And then I was physically there for the other stuff. But yeah, I very quickly learned, oh, I don't know anything about stuff like this. Liana no. was like, you know, this rug, this is a picture of our rug. It matches these pillows. We should get this with that. We should get mm-hmm. this thing to put on this side. These paintings would look, I, I was lost. I was like, I, I believe you and I sure. love our living room. Sure. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. Um, but, but sometimes you can be the bad guy uh, when you uh, ask the question, how, how much is that? What is that like? Uh, it's like, hey, if it goes, it goes. That's <laughs> you're 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 ruining this. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to know how much that that was. Yeah, my initial reaction was 180 for a pillow. I was like, I feel like yeah. I could get that off Amazon for like 40. Well, that's yeah. That's, I mean, all all this stuff. And the furniture store is uh, always a big ripoff. Uh, that you go you you go into the furniture. Sorry, people that work in the furniture store. Uh, <laughs> but like, I feel like there's like oh, it's like a big markup when you go to the the, the furniture stores. Uh, you know, they they get you. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. What? Well, yeah, yeah, especially in the timeline they're in. I feel like this past year, there was a whole like backlog of, um, there was like a wood shortage and all the furniture everything, prices. Everything, everything was yeah. marked oh, It's going to be eight months. You better buy it now or otherwise it's not going to be here. Yeah. Um, but I did think that the guy in the furniture store, uh, that he was trying to do a solid, uh, for them where he was like trying to say like, uh, like, look, don't make a big decision. Why don't you just pick, pick one thing? Just find one thing that you like. And then just start with start with one thing, and like I think he was he was he was not giving them a hard sell. Like uh, I appreciated that from the furniture store guy. Yeah, I don't know if he gets commission all the same or he's just from the kindness of his heart. But I did appreciate that from him. He mm-hmm. ultimately shows them a vase, and it was thirty two bucks. And Thais was like, "Oh yeah, this is cheap for you. I think you would like it. This is a good mm-hmm. price for you." Which a guy that is really like riding a Tesla. I would assume could right give out 180 for a pillow, but here we are, $32 for a vase. That's all he get, lets her get because, and he keeps using this verbiage, Rob. My money, my cost of living, my my my. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's going to break the news to this guy that 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 my went out the window like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like that you see this guy a lot on 90 Day Fiance. Like, I feel like also like, uh, Gino had, uh, some of this also. It's like, you know, there's sort of like big spenders in certain areas and then other areas where they are like, uh, being very, uh, stingy or selective with where they want to spend their money and that, you know, Look, I don't think you need to go to the furniture store and uh, spend a ton of money, but it does seem as though um, like 
there needs to be a conversation about it. Like, but like just about every single thing on this show, uh, there, there needed to be some communication here about this. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that his reasoning for not really messing with decor had to do initially with growing up. He didn't really have it, but then I think not having it has made him think, Oh, it's just a bunch of stuff that's going to sit there and never get used. It's just there. It's just display. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But accessorizing is very important. You got to make sure you got, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You, you say know, so, you, Rob, I mean, I am looking into your, into your backdrop right now and your office uh, well, looks very accessorized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got decor. Come on now. Look, stop it. Stop it. This is, uh, I mean, this is just a bunch of stuff behind me. No, no, you're my uncle, Bo. You're very stylish, and we should mm-hmm. all the most stylish man ever. Thank you. That's right. That's uh, right. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, they are like this. Like goes from like, you know, a, a li- like a normal fight that like, you know, many couples might have in, you know, uh, the furniture store or in a store into like, um, very ugly, very quick. Yeah, because Jovi and Yara, like you cited, had a very similar discussion where he didn't want to spend on any of that stuff and she did. But with them, it went a step further because so Patrick's whole thing, the thing he kept going back to is let's get the wedding done first and then let's look into this stuff. But because it wasn't working, he then at one point, what did he say? He said something about, yeah, you're not my wife yet. (laughs) you're not even my wife yet which i was like all right pack your things mm-hmm. it's over that mm-hmm. was a mistake from your end yeah. um yeah. well and then, and, and, yeah yeah i, I feel like that just said like go back to the, like that yara uh you know p- part of it also like with with uh uh thais also like i feel like that's similarly like i feel like that both women like really wanted to like put a mark on like where they were living where they really felt like uh in the case of yara she was like she like got brought into jovi's bachelor pad uh, she was like, okay, well, how can I make this place like feel like it's also my house? Like, how right. can I give it like my touch? Uh, and again, for Thais, she comes into like, okay, like here's another like a uh, you know place that we're gonna share with my brother. Uh, that my brother has kind of decorated the place uh, with put his ugly couches uh, in here. <laughs> and so like, I, I understand why she wants to like, sort of like, okay, well, how do I like make an impression on this place and make it feel like it's mine too? Yeah. Like at some point you got to realize that it is a shared spot and the, you know, mismatched furniture that you've accumulated from your college days no longer fit here. They have mm-hmm. to find a new home. Uh, then ultimately she had no say like it sounded like she was very content with the with the austin place she was happy with that she got moved into the dallas place that she doesn't love and she doesn't get a lot of say on what's happening and then when you throw in her face like oh yeah you can you can you know buy stuff later when you have your own money right right um that was i think he should have taken that back i don't think he should have said that yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, uh, I and then um, yeah, she's getting upset, and and she wants to know about like, well, he just, she doesn't even know like how much money th- they have. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't know anything. Like you, I don't know how much you make because you don't show me anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he starts, you know, it's like he's uh, getting questioned by a whole jury. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I make enough. It fluctuates. So Are the bills mean? paid? Sure. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah. Or are you on the dip on Bitcoin? Like, what is this? Okay. What is the money? What well, is the dip? What is it? Uh, I think this is interesting to discuss. Do you think that he is hiding uh, how much money he has because he has so much money that she will say like, oh, we could buy blah, 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 blah. Or do you think that he has so little money that he doesn't want her to know just maybe that his financial situation is not as rosy as he is making it out to be. Well, that is an interesting topic. Now I don't know much about the housing scene in Texas of uh, Austin mm-hmm. versus Dallas. I could yeah. maybe shoot a I know message. You and Chappelle, Chappelle were talking about when uh, this might've been like, do we think that this was like, uh, like just November, December, 2021? I would assume it's somewhere around there because of the Christmas themed lingerie okay. he bought her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if this was around then, I, I'm. It's interesting because I don't know. Again, he has the Tesla, um, which I feel like is is a good sign of how much money's going on. He also has the house he got is no slouch. He said he dropped what a million on the house. Yeah. Because I think what he said close to a million. I think there's more money than what he wants to share, and I think that could potentially. He's assuming that she would be like, oh, we don't need like let's say half a million sitting in an account. Let's get all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that could be the case or his money's wrapped up in some other stuff that he doesn't want to necessarily discuss. Like, Oh, I've invested in like a bunch of NFTs and she's like, that's no pull out. And he's like, no, you don't know. It could go well or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that he does not want her to know just how much there is at, at, at this point in time. I mean, I think that he was like buying all those plane tickets back and forth. So yeah. it seems like for this guy, uh, money is no object, which again, we really don't understand why that's the case. But, uh, I, I got the sense that he does not want her to know just because like if he shows her a, a bank account, you know, with like uh, six figures in it, she's like, yeah, why can't we get the cow skin rug? Yeah, that's that's fine. That's a cool fight. That's nothing. That's not a dent. We mm-hmm. can do that. I think that is actually a good shout of why. Because I think once this was where the conversation ended, they went away from getting the stuff from the my money, from the wedding to, well, just show me your accounts. How about that? To where he he's like, you know what? If you want a painting on the wall, get a painting on the wall. And he throws his credit card out at her and throws some cash on the table. Right. Right. Which, I mean, now, universally in any language, that is disrespectful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've, I also, I thought he shouldn't have done that either. That, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how everybody feels about that, but I thought that that was, yeah, I don't think you should take your wallet and, and throw it at your fiance. I mean, no, definitely not. I feel like even um, when I was a kid, I thought it was bad. Oh yeah, when I was a kid and I wanted to buy something, and if I was like, "Can we get this?" and yeah. parents were like, "No," if like, you know what, I don't care, get whatever you want. I would, I would be like, I don't want it this way. I don't mm-hmm. want to buy it. I yeah. can't do that. So no, and then you put it in the context of the relationship. One hundred percent is a slap in the face because you're sure. saying. Just shut up and take this money and leave me alone. It's like, that is, no, that is rude. So she leaves the room, rightfully so. And then when she comes back out later, she tells us in confessional that this conversation made her feel like her dad was right. That Patrick's behavior made her feel like, you know, because her dad had said American men, they want to come in, take advantage of like 
a a Brazilian woman and like she didn't tr- like the dad didn't trust Patrick and this kind of was the first step in that direction for her. I don't think it's only Brazilian women. I mean, I think we see it time and time again on this show that you have these guys on, on, the, on like a lot of these stories are that there is a, there is a man of means in the United States meets a woman in another country and then feels like, okay, well now I'm going to, you know, bring her here to the United States to be sort of like this kept woman. And, you know, basically because she's coming from a, you know, a, a more, meager uh upbringing potentially and then you know i'm gonna be able to just like okay sure i can buy her as a present here and there she'll be happy with that and then this is going to be like a very beneficial relationship with me and i feel like that very often we see that that is not the case in reality on 90 day fiance no it's definitely not and i feel like you know, the Patrick doing this being the first step in the eye opener, I feel like it's only going to get worse from here because I don't see this behavior ending anytime soon. Also, um, I got a message from our Texas correspondent, Chappelle. Yeah. He says both are tight. Austin is probably more expensive. It's ridiculous. So they moved Austin, away from Austin. Yeah. Austin yeah. really like, well, it got hot during like, uh, like, post COVID, I feel like that that was like a real big hotspot for like a lot of like uh, people to move to. Well, yeah. And I think from uh, the, in the streamer world, a lot of streamers relocated to Austin for like yeah. the taxes and all that stuff. So, yeah, I wonder maybe if the house, like uh, they got like uh, an offer they couldn't turn down on the house in Austin and then ended up going to Dallas. That could be possible because if they're opening up again, because the way he phrased it was that they're opening offices, but I was like, I don't. Right. Why? So you open some office, but you still have business in Austin. It was very, again, very yeah. ambiguous. It's ambiguous, but I think that also speaks to like in the Bilal of it all of like, okay, well now if I can't, you know, I want, uh, you know, uh, her to think that I have a lot, uh, that I have money, but I don't want her to know how much money because I'm going to get into like a prenup uh, or like, or, or then she won't sign the prenup if she knows how much money I have. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I think that all around, like this is not a relationship that is uh about like like a, a partnership like a like actual relationship should be right and and that's Thais's problem yeah is that it is one side because she says it's not about the money for me it's about sharing you keep me in the dark I don't know anything that's going on and I don't have any input you like to control everything you made all these decisions you're, uh, you're alone I want to you know, be a part of your support system. I want to be a part of the decisions. And Patrick gives a very manly man response of, Oh, it's because, you know, I, I, you moved here and I have to support you and I do, and I don't want to be vulnerable because I have to stay strong. Like, mm-hmm. She is saying you don't need to do that. So stop it. Stop the lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Patrick, you didn't even have John to blame for this one. Yeah, John took a hiatus this week and uh he's still probably hung over from the party he threw. So <laughs> from the party. <laughs> he's upstairs somewhere. But next week we see them kind of go to the Vegas and they're in front of a wedding chapel and Thais was like, We're in Vegas, let's get married. And Patrick replies, No, this is how you marry a stripper. Oh. Okay. So the the hits keep coming with Patrick here, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, definitely, uh, you know, I don't think Patrick should have said that either. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, us in the booth, like, 
Ooh, I don't know about that I mean, one. That was a bad call, Patrick. Yeah, you might have might have goofed again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to another couple here, Rob. That we I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts about them because I feel like you're excited to talk about them. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. But tell me about Kara and Guillermo and your thoughts on them. Yeah, so I don't really know what the world's reaction is to Kara and uh, Guillermo, but to me, Guillermo just seems like uh, an angel on this earth. Uh, he seems like, uh, you know, a, a very nice young man. And uh, I don't know necessarily, like, I, I feel like that he, um, you know, has, I don't know if he's ready for uh, to be in Kara's world. Well, I mean, you call him an angel, Rob, but he was talking dirty with a washing machine this episode. <laughs> yeah, he, did, he did tell the washing machine, uh, I want to be inside of you, uh, yeah. which I, I think, Guillermo, don't say that. I want to put the Tide Pods in. Yeah, you be no, careful, no. Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good move. Not a smart move. Not a good. Not a good move. Um, you know, just at this point, Carrie, just let him have the laptop. OK, uh, yeah. then, you know. <laughs> Times are getting tough in that house for the men. <laughs> for, for Guillermo, I don't know. Just get him. Just get him a Chromebook, okay? Uh, uh, the, the man told the washing machine, "I want to be inside of you." Yeah, it's 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 wild. It's wild. So they're half about halfway through the journey here. Up fifty five days to the wedding, and we pretty much start with we're going to see Kara go visit her friend Tim. They're yeah. going out for a couple drinks, yeah. and. The last time we had checked in with Karen Guillermo, Guillermo had mentioned that stop making me the excuse for not going out, but I don't want to go out with you in mm-hmm. some situation. I'm yeah. not feeling. He doesn't upset. like it. He doesn't like it. She gets she gets crazy, and uh, she's a big partier. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite part of the season for them was when she took him to the her high school reunion, <laughs> and then they and and because she, I, I got the feeling like she wanted to show off Guillermo because she knew. That her high school boyfriend Kid Rock was going to be there, <laughs> and Rock. then she like you know then Guillermo had to make a lot of like really awkward conversation uh, with, with with Kara's ex boyfriend, and he told the story about how he went through her phone, and then uh, he can never trust any woman again because of what Kara was doing to him. It's so funny with with that guy because that was my favorite. Jason Reed sent me the link to one of his music videos. Yeah, um, seventeen hundred views. Yeah, Rob, it was atrocious. Like Bilal would have Bilal not singing eclipsed this man already. Yeah. It was rough. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- that's the thing. So I think the the universal thoughts on Karen Guillermo is eh, they're there. But the thing, the the one big thing with the two of them is that he is clearly a lot more reserved and a lot more quiet. He's not shy, but he's probably less outgoing. And she is on the other side of it completely. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, I was 23, but like uh, he's, you know, I feel like he's like a kid. And, and she's uh, she's on another another level than uh, Guillermo is. He does I, I mean, have that I, energy. I, I do. And enjoy them and you know i feel like that you know with all the 90 day fiance couples almost all of them there's always like you know a, a power imbalance and, and it's almost often it's almost always with the person that is you know uh the, the person in the united states trying to bring the other person in like they are they are almost always in in the position of power some sometimes you see it where you know the the person coming in 
just basically has the the American just like so wrapped around their finger that they're actually that they have all the power in the relationship. Um, but like, you know, in, in this situation, you know, uh, Kara is basically controlling everything and Guillermo is just uh, trying to keep up with Kara and, and she, I, I feel like he's going to get bored of Guillermo. I mean, that's what the friend, that's what Tim yeah. is concerned yes. with here. That's, I think I'm, I, I think I see this Tim's way. Yeah. Like Tim asks them, so, you know, what have you been up to with Guillermo? And she puts the first lie out. Uh, we're doing a lot of practicing making babies. Like if that's like, the case, oh my god! Yeah, like if that's the case, why is he? Why is he trying to do some some with the with the washing machine? Why is that happening? While right, you're right. Um, now I would say, you know, um, you know, I, I guess I am a parent, um, but I would say like, uh, I think all these couples, and we see a lot of pregnancies on the fiance. Maybe more next week. Um, everybody, like, slow down. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, uh, take a look at, you know, Ari and Benny. If you want to get to see like, uh, how much more like a, a baby is going to complicate your already complicated relationship. Like, uh, take it easy, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think with them, I don't think it's so much the baby they're trying to have. They're just trying to master the art of doing so but again i that's all they're doing all day every day mm -hmm. is, is what she tells us the other yeah. thing she tells tim is that they had a conversation with an immigration lawyer and they found out it takes about six to nine months nice uh from getting married <laughs> so uh, to get a job uh yeah. that is to be more specific for him mm -hmm. which i already knew this information but um and then the conversation comes up about the whole wedding venue argument that right he wants the big venue she wants to wait and you know she he wants his respect he feels like he's being talked to like a toddler like we've already discussed mm -hmm. and she's trying to give him that but she also she also hope, wants him to be a bit more aggressive and take a little bit more charge but i feel like i would argue when he's tried to take charge You've shot him down. So yeah, that what, really like I was like, hold on, did I hear that right? Uh, when she told Tim, yeah, I'd like him for him to put me in my place sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I think does she like, like this is wild? Yeah, does she want him to put her in her place so she can fight it back and say no? That is not what's going to go down because that's what we've seen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and and Tim even said like, I think you want him to do that, but I don't think you really want that. You say that you want that because it's a, it's a nice thing to say, but I don't think you actually want that. Yeah, and then the car, like again, Tim, where Tim's standing, he's like, "This is not what I expected you to, situation. I expected you to be in." And she says, "Well, everything I do is against the norm. You know, I did this; it was against the norm. I did this, so this is another one. People can mm -hmm. question me all they want, but nine times out of ten, it works in my favor. So I think I'm just going to gamble on this relationship, and I'll be fine." You know. Tim said something early on with Kara that I also thought was odd. He said that, well, is Guillermo cool with the way we live our lives? And I wasn't sure exactly what he meant by that. I'm assuming, you know, party, going out, staying out late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, He was like, all right, let's order some shots. Oh, they started the, the yeah. day with shots. They started the outing with shots, yeah. which. Hey, it's 2 p.m. somewhere. Yeah, it's date. Like, I I don't. Shots in the middle of the day, not at a party and not at some kind of festival. I don't know yeah. if I'm doing that just <laughs> casually. Yeah. To kick it off. Maybe like two drinks in. To kick it off? Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, so they're, they're, you know, they're on the same level there. But yeah, that's not what Guillermo's about. No. And Tim sees that. Tim says, you know, he knows that she has had a lot of adventures and that this isn't an adventure she can back out of. This is something that's a lot more of a long term thing that Mm -hmm. he doesn't know if he can genuinely see her being in this five years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that also Kara likes to say like, Oh, people said I couldn't do it. Now I, I, I I'm see, I'm prove, prove all the haters wrong. Um, but you know, Tim does seem to think that like, this is not going to work out, but I feel like that, uh, maybe that's fuel for Kara. Like, yeah. haha, <laughs> people say this relationship won't work. I'll prove it. To the, I'll show them. Which is exactly why Rob, I think my feelings on them is eh, because we're 45 days in. So sorry, uh, we're about halfway in, 55 days away from the wedding in with them. They are, they have a bye week next week. This is their biggest issue is that mm-hmm. he's a little bit more reserved. She's a lot more outgoing. I think they're going to be fine. I really don't see anything hitting a right. complete break. I think it's the, the money stuff that's come up a little bit and that's it. Yeah, I, that, I, I think that they will be like, are they going to stay together five years from now? Probably not. Uh, but I feel like, you know, uh, I, I think that maybe like, uh, Kara probably likes, uh, like being in the 90 day fiance universe. Like, uh, Guillermo is moldable enough to like not tell her no on anything that, uh, she actually cares about. So yeah, I, I think that they will get married, but I just don't think that this is necessarily like a great fit for Guillermo. Yeah, I think and they I think she'll will, get bored of him eventually. I could see that. I could see that. I mean, well, let's see what happens when he can get a job and then where they go from there. I think they, these two could actually be an interesting couple to follow as a, you know, the additive couple in a happily ever after where you need someone who's kind of like not a lot going on, but you get some updates. I think they could be an interesting couple for a season like that. Um, in this season, they're not going to deliver a lot, unfortunately, in my opinion. Now, we think they're going to exchange rings. They'll be fine. Let's go to another couple where one of them is just buying themselves rings. Let's go to Emily and Kobe, Rob. Yeah, this what took a your turn this yet? week uh, with Emily and Kobe. Because again, I'll be honest, guys, you know, uh, Emily's trying on dresses and, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a little uh, checked out on uh, the dresses. They like went off on some vacation and then what a bombshell uh, was dropped when, you know, um, cause they're talking about, you know, the relationship and everything. And then, uh, you know, is Kobe going to like the dress? And also uh, she's like, well, and will he buy me a ring? And her friend's like, eh, you know, a ring, not that important. You have yeah. a ring. You don't need that ring. So she went dress shopping with her grandma, her mom and her sister. And it was very polarizing for me to see them not be on her side with this because it's very clear that her focus is still, she mentioned this, that when they went on their date night, when he first arrived, that I would like a new ring because this ring you just picked up off like the street. It was a, it was a budget ring. I would like a proper ring to represent your love. Yes. And you know, the, her sister and her mom were both like, well, it's not about the ring. You know, so you need to mm-hmm. work on the relationship. Yeah. That is the most important. And, part and also you two have no money. So, uh, yeah. like, like, you know, I think that one of the things about having no money is that you also, uh, you know, don't need an expensive engagement ring. That would be nice. Yeah. Because, um, before this scene, it was Emily and Kobe together and they had gone to this place called rock city, which mm-hmm. was 
exactly what you think just yep. rocks in a, in a in a in a piece of land that they took some photos and you in. can like there's a rock with a big hole in it and you can uh you know uh much like guillermo in the washing machine that you know kobe could say i want to be inside of you rock and then he literally uh crawled inside it yeah well the, the thing is kobe was just living his true life being in between a rock and a hard place in this relationship <laughs> so it did work out in both ways there but what I did love about this, not Rob, the is, rock that Emily is looking for either and not Dwayne, the rock Johnson mm-hmm. either to be clear. Yes. I love that. We saw Kobe fresh off of the conversation with, with Emily's dad saying, you know, w- your dad and I spoke, we need to be a little bit more conservative about money. If we're trying to move out and stuff, I don't think we should spend all 10,000 on the wedding. And Emily mm-hmm. said, I want good flowers and good food. I'm not going to settle. I I want no. what I want. No. So, yeah. I think all of us can collectively say the issue in this couple is Emily and her lack of willingness to settle for a more economical choice when it comes to ring, venue, food, mm-hmm. when there's yeah. no money. I am not a big fan of Kobe and Emily. Uh, I feel like that, uh, I feel like that they've both been, um, not great throughout the season. And, you know, uh, Kobe has like spoken to Emily very poorly at times. Uh, I also feel like that Emily has sort of like, you know, Kobe hasn't, has never met, uh, his kid. And then, you know, uh, he comes in and then it's like, ah, that's not how we do this around here. Like, like, uh, there's almost like no opportunity for, for him to come in. Mm-hmm. He's also like uh had a, a a few bad takes about like uh what he like uh, with the breastfeeding and everything. Yes. Just like it's one bad thing <laughs> after another here uh with these two. And I feel like for me, I felt I feel the same way, but I feel more sympathy towards Kobe because the dude moved from Africa over here and in yeah. the dead of winter, they've got him shoveling horse crap in a shed. Yeah. Why and- were they doing that? I didn't understand. It was like, uh, they, they, did they just want him to see what it was like to work with the horses? I mean, that they're like, or listen, were they putting you- him to work? <laughs> no, I think it was the latter. I think it was more of a, like, hey, you're he, strong. Yeah. He wanted to sh- like, you know, show that he can do stuff because he can't work. So it's a way for him to like contribute, but also it was, kind of the family being like well let's get him to do something but for him to do all that and for them to still question his authenticity of whether or not he he's really ready to be here i didn't love but yeah again back to the weddings uh to the dress store here yeah. and this ring conversation comes up mom says you know marriage is not about the ring and then uh emily mentioned well i really want the ring though i really do want the ring and then she has a confessional where she says i'm not high maintenance yeah. I just like what I like and I won't settle for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of high maintenance to me, Emily, but okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I did not know that uh, she had this side. Uh, I kind of feel like, do, do you feel like this is a little bit out of nowhere? I know she's mentioned the ring a couple of times, but um, and, and I feel like that she's like very particular about things with the baby, but did, did you see this coming? Did I see her buying herself Not a ring? Sort of like, uh, I feel like that this is kind of like a character trait that I feel like uh, is a, a little bit out of left field. Well, I feel like we've definitely seen her get her way in more than one occasion, right? The the compromise of, all right, you are not going to see your son tonight. We're going to spend the night out of, out of town, then move. 
Also, the family has hinted that what Emily wants goes. She kind of runs the house. Uh, but then here, I think this was the big. And then when she got the money for the wedding, now here, this was a bit of a shock to me when mm-hmm. we saw it in the preview last week, because I just do not fathom how you get yourself a ring, but then you still are expecting him to buy you a ring. And well, this is the backup ring, Puya. That if 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 his ring sucks, and, and that'll well, be. I hope that's on the show. Uh, I hope he does buy a week. ring. Yes, yes, will be next yes. Week. And then, okay, here's the ring I got. Like, ah. Well, actually, I have over here. <laughs> well, that's the, the other. Like, oh, look at this one. <laughs> but Rob, the problem is, is that her sister asked her and said. What happens if he buys you a ring and you don't like it as much? And she said, well, I guess I'm going to suck it up and keep his. Then what's the point of having it back? She's not going to keep She's not going to keep his. You don't think so? You think if she doesn't like it? She's like, like, oh, look at this. It's so beautiful. It's a carrot. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. What money did she use to buy the ring? Was this, did she buy the ring with the $10,000 from the dad? Well, I do think that I we don't know, similar to Patrick, we don't know what their accounts are looking like, but there's a chance that she still has like a family card that, you know, her, she's a subsidiary of one of her dad's credit cards or something like that, or they did give her money for the wedding stuff and she used a fraction of it or a bit of it to buy this ring. But I th- I don't, and I don't think she mentioned the price of the ring, the, the price of the dress she was looking at was $975, but I feel like if the ring did give us something in dividends, it was that Emily's sister fully has sympathy for for Kobe now after Mm -hmm. this purchase. Emily's sister mentions that she feels like it's a control thing and she needs to relinquish that kind of control and that it can be very emasculating for Kobe, who is in a lose-lose, and that she feels for him. I said, thank you, Emily's sister, because we needed someone in this family to be on this man's side. He is alone in the middle right. of nowhere. Right. And yeah, I, I don't think she's going to give up this ring. Well, next week, Rob, we learned that Kobe spent a quarter of the money he came in with. So a thousand dollars on a ring for her. And then he put it in the bottom of a champagne glass at a restaurant and she's going to see it. We don't really see her. She sounds shocked, but I don't know if it's a good shock or bad. So we'll find see, that. I think out that's a good. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit like a, when you see it in the champagne. I think it looks bigger in the champagne glass. I think it's kind of like a magnifying oh, glass no. situation. Uh, <laughs> like, ooh, and then you take it out. It's like, oh, oh my god. She mentions in the next time on that she feels guilty. Which mm-hmm. are you going to yeah. tell him you had it though? I would like to know. Yeah. I, I think that the best case scenario for her is like uh, that the ring, like the shape of the ring is somewhat similar that she can like pull a switcheroo and then uh, keep her ring and then uh, not ever tell Kobe what happened. That would be a very interesting heist inside mm-hmm. of this relationship. Yeah, and then she could pawn his ring and then uh, like, oh, I found the thousand dollars. Oh, if I ever found if that ever happened to me, I'd be crushed. Mm-hmm. I'd be crushed. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out with with um, Emily and Kobe moving forward here. Rob, let's take one more break. And then when we come back, we'll dive into our last two couples for this evening. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. All right. We're back. Let's talk about a couple that has been on this show more than once, Rob. We are, of course, going to now check in with professional MMA fighter Binyam and Ari in the building rob what yeah. have your thoughts been on their roller coaster well, so you and i have never talked about them uh, that no. uh, what what is uh, the you know the the general takeaway on Benny and and ari is, is there like uh, is the audience on one side or the other or like uh, are they sort of like one of these 90 day couples where people are out on both of them they're one of the couples that have teeter tottered a lot where Initially, it was this man is working hard to do all this stuff. We're on his side. Uh, we're, we don't like Ari, but then there's also a lot of people who do not like Binium. I think I have been on record multiple times saying that they're both bad and they both do bad things to each other. And this last episode was a good indicator of that where yeah. Ari clearly overreacted at the gym yeah. but Binium also didn't disclose this thing because he thought she'd be mad but wasn't communicating. Right. Um, if I may just discuss uh, that situation. Of course. Um, yeah, I, I think if I, and I'm not uh, an MMA fighter. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I mean, we but, you took a break for yes, a couple weeks. Because I, I am not, because I, I, yes, I have taken a break. And during that break, I am not an MMA fighter. When I resume my, my training, I will be an MMA fighter. Of course. Um, but had uh, my wife, the first lady of podcasting, walked in as I was uh, in, uh, you know, uh, ground and pound. Is that would that be fair to say? Uh, yeah, I am not a fighter, <laughs> okay. um, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. But let's say yeah. that is it. Yeah, yeah. But basically, you know, if, if I was, you know, practicing my MMA. Uh, with a uh, a female combatant, yes, and then um, my lovely wife walked into the dojo. I, I think that Ari's reaction might have be understated. Would she have given the hot tag to the fighter and and <laughs> subbed in to, to to take you out? <laughs> I think both of us. I think that despite all of our MMA training, I, I think might have been you know in a in a world of hurt. So. Uh, but I do have to wonder, and and tell me if you've uh, explored this already. But this to me seemed like ninety day fiance shenanigans at 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 its like for her to walk in at the exact moment in the gym when do they even have like a co ed like MMA training like that? 
I mean, the thing is, you train with who you like. They talked about, you know, you train with who you train with. I get um, sparring. Um, like when you're rolling uh, well, around I think on, that's on the ground, what it like was because they were both train. They were both getting ready for fights each. But I do agree with the potential shenanigans with how when she came to pick him up because obviously he was not done his session, right? right. So. That could have been a, all right, he's wrapping up. You can come back now. And like, he's not wrapping up yet. So, because we know like in 90 day fiance, like they're not filming them 24 seven. Okay. It's no. like, okay, here's like the one day, like Ari is, uh, you know, going to go and, uh, pick up Benny from the gym, like unexpected. It happens to be like they walk in at this moment that they're working on this. I mean, credit to them. It did give us some much needed drama injection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um horrible uh from Ari it was uh, it was so bad the way she uh it felt like she was faking the, the fight in a way but it, it always feels like that with the 90 day stuff i think the only two that looked like they were properly about to go in were uh Jibri and David a couple episodes ago <laughs> but beyond yeah. that it's always seemed very very artificial so we started this episode with that conversation. This is the day after the gym, I believe. Yeah. And he, you know, he comes over to talk to her and says, you made me feel uncomfortable. She, you made me feel uncomfortable too. Yeah. And ultimately she says, I think I was wrong about the fighting, but you were wrong in not communicating to me. Yes. And, and I, I loved what Benny had to say. Can right. I call him Benny? Or, yeah, or is oh, yeah, Benny? For sure. You can call him Benny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said that I only didn't tell you because you would get mad. I was like, yes, that's that is so smart. That that is that that is, that is a good reason not to tell her. A man of culture, huh? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That makes that, that, that you know. He's like that makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, yeah, if somebody's gonna get mad, but it like, depends, yes. Rob. It depends what it no, is. I, right? I mean, I, I'm. I mean, I know. I'm, I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. Facetious. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, of course, like, like yeah, that, cause it like, uh, like, uh, the, the, my kids say stuff like that. The, what? They, they wouldn't want to tell you anything cause you get mad. Yeah. It's like, like, well, why did, why didn't you tell me that that happened? Like, well, cause I didn't want you to get mad at me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, and then for me, it's like, okay, I, Throughout that, like the leftovers from that one meal, because or sorry, I ate it, but then I said I threw it out so you wouldn't get upset that I ate it and because you wanted it. That mm-hmm. I feel like is a little less of a thing than yeah. I figured you probably wouldn't love the fact that I was uh, sparring mm-hmm. with a woman, so I didn't say anything because there's no need because we're just sparring. Well, then if you had said that, that might have worked better for you. She might have said you can't do that. But those are the realities you have to face in a, in yeah. a marriage. In scene. fairness, this John used the same excuse about having the party when uh, that <laughs> yeah. Patrick said, "Well, why didn't you ask?" He's like, "Well, I thought you would say no, so I had, that's why I didn't ask you." And then I just called it a surprise party after mm-hmm. that easy masking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. Rob, beyond it's that, yeah. yeah, beyond that one little bit there. There's not a lot else to talk about them because we just have to skip to fight night. Well, I, I liked also that Benny said like, hey, like hey, I'm trying to get ready for my fight. So if you, if you could not fight with me, that would that would help prepare me for the fight. And I don't know, to me, 
Like, I feel like that maybe like Ari should be like fighting with him more, like get him like uh, super pissed to go into the <laughs> ring. Like, why are you getting him all calm before his MMA fight? Well, that would have been a way better approach for him as opposed to what she actually did the day of the fight when they were getting ready to leave, where she says, I'm really nervous. And I feel like, you know, what if I asked you not to fight like the dude's about to get in the octagon in an hour? You can't make him question himself like this that is not the move yeah hmm yeah then she's uh it's like yeah i want what if i said not to go like well why did you drive him to practice for the last uh however long yeah you know how much expensive gas is right now and yeah. you've used up all this gas the gym membership yeah, this might have been before a gas was super expensive i mean they're still driving what 45 minutes each way is it 45 minutes each way to go to yeah. this gym oh my god yeah, it's a whole it's a whole trek. So all of that is happening. Benny seems like he's completely calm. He's not. I don't think this is mm-hmm. even phasing him, which shows how in the zone he was. But Ari tells us that her dad has refused to go because, you know, he is a doctor. And as a doctor, he does not approve of anything MMA. So he's taking care of Avi tonight. Yeah. But she's also nervous. Her mom later that who shows up is also very nervous as a as a also someone who works in the medical field. So Everyone is nervous except for Biniam and Rob. When Biniam comes out to fight, did you catch a alumni of 90 Day in the audience? No, yes who was no? there? Who? Angela was in the audience. Angela of Angela and Michael. Big Ange? Yeah. Yes. The one and only Rob. Yeah. She was wow. in the back. She was taking videos, losing her mind. Yeah, I um someone tweeted this at me and then I kept an eye out for it. And I think on the thumbnail for this episode, it will be a still that should have her in the back. She's uh, in red if anyone wants to look out mm-hmm. and, and see if they spot Angela. So yeah. Is she single? Uh I did not see Michael. So mm-hmm. I don't think Michael's yeah. come across yet. So we'll see. Was she no, she was not on a single life, right? No, she was not on a single life. Oh my God, yeah. I'm not ready for her to be single because she will be on single life if she is. Mm-hmm. Let's not yeah. hope that happens. Okay. All right. Well, I, I can see her in the MMA. <laughs> I think I would be afraid to I, be her I opponent. Be in the UFC. Yeah. Is this, yeah. was this UFC? The, I mean, this was like a off Broadway style of like off, off, right. off UFC. Even though Binium's shorts did say UFC, this was like a. Mm-hmm. Like the celebrity fight nights of of MMA, uh, what it felt like. Yes, yeah, celebrity net fights. That yeah. one, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, do they will they have a celebrity net fights of ninety day fiance people? Honestly, they should because mm-hmm. I would. But like, how do you root for like both Brandon versus Jovi or something like that? Ooh, <sighs> poor Brandon. No, put Jovi in the ring with Patrick. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. That I would see, or you know what? Well, uh, Joey's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Put Big Ed versus Colt. That's what I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> they don't like each other. That would be great. I mean, yeah. Put it on Discovery Plus. I'll buy that tonight twice. Yeah. 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 All right. This, this made me kind of want to get into MMA. Really? This? I mean, this worked for you? Yeah, because uh, that I don't know. We we haven't talked a lot about how uh, you know I watch uh, I watch a lot of wrestling That's now, true. and I watch wrestling with my son. But I can get into MMA with my wife. I feel. Do you think would uh, would Nicole be interested in watching MMA? She I think mixed she martial would, arts. but I, I feel like she would want to do it. Ah. Uh, and, and not like that, Puya. Come on. No, of course, my mind's not in the gutter. Stop. Yeah. Um. But yeah. 
Well, I mean, what's interesting is the worry there for me would be my sister-in-law is very into it. Okay. I don't know where to start. Do I buy like a pay-per-view every week? Uh, I'm sure at this point you will get tweets about it from someone who is more of an MMA aficionado than me. Um, because I have also like you kept up with wrestling, but have never ventured into Mm -hmm. the MMA. I've watched some boxing when the, when the YouTubers decide to step in the ring. I do keep up Mm -hmm. with those, but never MMA. It's MMA looks too like very brutal for me. Mm-hmm. And this was, but this was phenomenal, Rob. 33 seconds from when yeah. the bell rang to when Binium took the guy out with a yeah. chokehold. It was yeah. impressive. Now, did they give Binny like mm-hmm. a, a real jobber because they knew he was on 90 Day Fiance? I will say his opponent did look worse for wear. Like <laughs> when it started, I was like, oh man, this guy does not look great. Uh, they gave him yeah. a gimme. A, a, so. a real jabroni. Yeah, there was like, look, I had some moments, but the immediate L he took was very quick. <laughs> I will say, Rob, if you want to, if you're a fan of MMA or you want to get into it, um, I know you're a big Kevin James guy. So go watch the movie Here Comes the Boom, where he plays a school teacher who goes into yes. MMA to make yes. money to save the school. Okay. Go wow. see how that, how that, Liana, Liana made me watch the movie because. Yeah. Uh, we we did this date night thing where we mm-hmm. went to the bargain bin at yeah. Walmart. Oh, oh, everybody! Liana made Puya. Do watch. not do Here this. She boom. loves Kevin James. I will not stand for this. That it was on. It does not fall. It wasn't on me. his idea. She okay? still Rob. She still wants me to watch. We bought a zoo and or like the zookeeper or whatever it is, and I refuse. I'm like, I'm not going to watch Kevin James. Like, oh no, I fell into the to the to the dung. No, I, I don't want to see that. Don't make me. You can't make. I mean. You know, shout out our guest next week, Liana Boris. We'll be here to defend this uh, this stuff now. So more on that later. Okay. But yeah, here comes the boom, Rob. Watch it. You'll okay. have fun with it. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. Okay. So the yeah, so the guy taps out 33 seconds. This changed everything. I feel like Ari felt very proud of Binium. They had a very sweet moment right after the the match. What was impressive, Rob, was when Binium stood on the top of the octagon and backflipped onto the back inside. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah. I mean, the guy's inc- an incredible athlete. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that there has is not, like, a reliable narrator that's, like, in... Like, we heard from his coach that he was really good, but I wish that there was, like, sort of, like, uh, an impartial observer, and maybe, like, people like who are watching, like, know, like, does Benny actually like seemingly have the chops for this? Or it's like, actually there's like no way that Benny could actually be uh, a promising uh, person in the UFC. Right. I mean, if again, if the movie here comes, the boom is accurate. Yeah. Uh, Kevin James eventually makes it to the UFC spoiler alert, but I don't think that's going to be, <laughs> that's where mm-hmm. he's headed here. I don't know. The could he is- beat John Favreau? Oh, I mean, yes. If mm-hmm. if his uh, form from Friends is any indicator, <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I feel like I don't know. Binium is athletic. Like he obviously has been when he went into the gym. They said he had the form and everything was on point there, and he has been working on it. He tells Ari later that for future fights, he wants to get into learning a couple other things that he needs to start training for. So. He clearly has the determination, so mm-hmm. I would assume he could. But I also, by the last person to speak on it, because I don't know a lot about what the MMA circuit is. Like, what do you do? Do you just 
do you get scouted and then signed to like one of the bigger promotions or do you make your way up? Is there a, like, is there a league system type thing? I have no idea. Yeah. You're anyone's guess is better than ours. I think so. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'd be curious if anyone wants to educate us at us. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the coach was very proud of him. Ari's proud of him. Everyone's happy. Ari does throw out. Well, now that you've, you know, you've gotten your success here, you can focus on what's important. And he says, I mean, my focus is always on you and Avi, of course, but if I'm training, I want to do this other fight. I got to train more as well. So I think she's a little bit upset that he's not one and done with this, but I think why would she think he'd be one and done? It was like, well, what was the point of it to be one and done? I mean, if anything, if he lost in 33 seconds, he might be one and done. done. He literally just took over a match in the first round in 30 seconds. He's, he thinks he's untouchable now, right? So he's going to go for more. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Well, oh God, Rob, next week, this is the thing. It's like they ended it on a good note. And I thought, where's the drama coming from next? Leandro's back in town, Rob. Leandro, of oh, course. That guy's the worst. I, I, okay. I, I did. I had watched enough of uh, 90 Day was the other way mm-hmm. for when that guy showed up. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the worst. I was like, where did y'all dig him up from? Why is he back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And in the next time on, he's talking about, you know, her family's my family, so we're family. I was like, okay, Vin Diesel, take a couple of yeah, steps. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> Come on, get lost. That, he, that should be the next MMA fight is Benny oh, versus uh, what? What's his name? Leandro. Leandro. Yeah, Leandro. Leandro. Well, we did see in that that season. Uh, he went to the gym with Biniam, and Biniam put him in a chokehold that he looked like he was not. Actually, it was maybe the same. I think it was the same chokehold. Yeah. So. They, they, I would love that. I would, again, I'll buy that tonight twice. Also, over. is, is that guy still in love with Ari yet? Like, uh, confirmed? Uh, probably, yes, right? Yes. Like, I gotta imagine there's a little bit of that. I, I feel like he's on the TLC payroll where they're like, you know what? We will <laughs> yeah. give you a separate thousand yeah. per episode if you show up. And you know what? That he can have her. He can have her. <laughs> Free Binium. <laughs> Free Binium. <laughs> But then it gets complicated, Rob, because what happens to Avi? Um, I don't know. Yeah, see, it gets sad. It gets sad. That's why I don't yeah. like or nine original ninety day as much because the realities are a lot harsher, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Also, it's confusing. Also, that you have uh, Ari and Avi and Kobe and Coben, like uh, you know. Just make them junior or don't give them a name that's the same exact, very similar to the parents' names. Right. If it was like you were Rob and one of your sons was Robbie. It would not, yeah, not, not even. It would, it would be like if, I, if, if my son's name was Robin, like, uh, oh, like, yeah. Robin, not, Robin. like, yeah, it's not Rob Jr., it's Robin. <laughs> no, that way you made the right, I think you have amazing names for both yours. Yeah. So you yeah. made the right call. Uh, there. So I hope I'm not talking you out of a, a daughter name uh, of Lana. No, Lana was, I think, too hot to handle robbed me of that name. I think <laughs> <laughs> we've moved on now. <laughs> Crossed off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. All right. Let's go over to perfect segue to a man who has crossed nothing off his list by the sounds of it, Jibri and Miona. So I think they are the furthest along 
from what we're seeing. Yeah. They're like very far down into their trip. So he is, uh, they have now come back from Chicago. The album has not finished recording. Mm-hmm. They have not, the wedding stuff hasn't been sorted the, out the Black yet. Black Serbs uh, album hasn't dropped. Unfortunately, as of the recording <laughs> of that episode, no. Um, Space Cash was too busy, Rob. Would you go as Space Cash for Halloween? <laughs> yeah, why? Why did they, 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 this is something that, and again, I'm watching this very fast. I'm like, but like, I'm like, wait, why, why is there a member of Daft Punk uh, hanging out with them? Like, why was there a guy with a, with a helmet on the whole time? What was that? First, Rob, don't besmirch Daft Punk like this. They yes. don't deserve that. So no, it was, I think that's their brand, right? They're going for, for weird is what they're doing, but why did, yeah. Why did he need to be in full uniform for a studio recording that I I don't don't know. I don't know. They knew they were on TV. Like uh, maybe should slam T and bad moose have tried to go with that gimmick. (laughs) Rob, the more and more we see other musicians on this show, the more and more Soldier Boy's music is yes. boy, it leaps and bounds ahead. I, I would like to see like a, a like a collaboration of like all the ninety day musicians. Like, could they get together like on one track? Whether it's some sort of like "We Are the World" or some sort of like just like uh, all collaborate, uh, like featured all on like one Soldier Boy track. I mean, they should have been the um, part of the soundtrack for the Fire Festival documentary. I feel like they would fit perfectly there. That would have been a shambles. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot, right? We have them. We have uh, Milovox from like the earlier seasons. We have Tariq with Hot Sauce. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few artists out there that would mm-hmm. be uh, that would could come together. I don't know who it would be for. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I would try and buy the rights for it, Rob, and, and put it on one of your uh, podcasts as the theme song. That's just the opener now. Yeah. Uh-oh. Watch out, Will from America. <laughs> They're coming for your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the theme song to Rob is a podcast is written by the Black Serbs featuring Soja Boy. <laughs> Get it on iTunes now. Maybe on Spotify. <laughs> Rob, yeah. So you and I, we're yeah. both men of caffeine. We do love our caffeine, love and it. you know, love it. Yeah. However, when your parents hit you up and say, "Listen, let's go get coffee outside the house where Miona's staying," yeah, not a good sign. Jabri knew he was walking into an ambush. For he knew on the drive over, like he was definitely. They couldn't pull the wool over his eyes on that one. He knew something was about hat. to go wrong. Yeah. 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 Um, you and I have never gotten to talk about Jabrian, uh, Miona yet. Yes. And I have found myself, again, I, I, I don't know where the discourse is on these two, but, uh, I have found myself, uh, very sympathetic to Jabri. And I, I don't know, like, uh, on what level is that a, uh, a hot take? I know Chappelle. Has been a Jabri apologist. That's 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 the only thing I know. Well, yeah, you are firmly in the Chappelle crew when it comes to Jabri. Yes. I feel like a lot of people have come around to the reality that of all the couples on this season, Jabri and of all the people on the scene, Jabri and like Guillermo, there's like a couple people that you could be somewhat sympathetic towards or be rooting for. Yeah. And I think that 
Jabri has had a good, you know, later batch of episodes where you can tell he's fighting for everything and he's trying to have everyone work out. I, I really felt for Jabri uh, because I, I really feel like that, you know, I, I don't know what promises Jabri made. Like the thing that we don't know is um, and um, the other couple who we didn't get to talk to, like, I feel this way about them of like, we are, we're not privy to all of the conversations that were had pre 90 day fiance. Right. So I, I don't know like how much Miona said, Hey, I'm only coming if I get a beach wedding. Okay. A beach wedding. And I will not live in where do they live? South Dakota. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. South Dakota. I will not stay in South Dakota for more than 45 minutes, okay? Do you understand me? And you're like, absolutely. Like, that that's the plan. You come here, we're at it. We're like, uh, you know, we'll, you know, say, say hi to my parents and we are not there for one day. Um, and, and like, I don't know if there was any sort of like a bait and switch on the part of Jabri. Um, but it feels to me like Miona is, very unreasonable about, you know, everything that's, uh, that's going on here. And this is not a situation where, like some of these other ones where, uh, okay, like Patrick potentially might be, you know, uh, have the means, uh, to, to buy whatever he wants. Like, like Jabri seemingly has nothing. Yeah. And, well, and Miona is like trying to like, uh, you know, squeeze blood from a stone here. Yeah, well, that's the thing for me is that I feel like Jabri has had a very poor calculation of of realism when it comes to mm-hmm. where their finances are going to be and where it's going to come from. We saw a couple episodes ago where in passing, David was like, yeah, I've got that truck with your name on it if you want to make some money. Yeah. And he was like, no, the money's going to come from the music. The creative side is where I'm going to thrive. That's the simple yeah. fact. But I agree with you in that once Miona lands in the States and sees where they're at, sees how much Jibri is pushing for, we must stay at our my parents' house for even longer. I want to have the wedding here because it's cheaper. That mm-hmm. you, if you were sold a bill of goods, if he, he said we're going to yeah. live in Cali and we're going to do ABCD, that right. is just not feasible at this point. Right. And so, and that's what we don't know. We don't know how, how much was Jabri like fronting that, like, uh, like, like, uh, like, oh, Miona, well, like, listen, Black Serbs is going to blow, is about to blow up. We're going to like, sure, I'll, I'll, like, we'll get the wedding. We'll get the house. We'll have the mansion. Like, how how much did he sort of like you know to enlist her and enroll her in this like vision of like what their life was going to be that so like her expectations might have been one thing but I, I have found her to be very like uh again we don't know what was said but I like I have found her to be very unreasonable with him yeah I feel like I I saw an article somewhere that Jibri may have. Yeah, he may have invested and lost a lot of money in NFTs. Oh, so he may have put some money that they had aside elsewhere and it may not have panned. Well, that's why he keeps pushing. So I don't know. Mm. First, I don't know if that's like 100 percent factual. Second, we don't know if this is something Miona is even privy to or if he's doing the Patrick and not disclosing that to her. Um. So there's yeah. quite a few moving but, pieces, but I ultimately, my overarching feelings, I agree with you in that Miona is simply like, especially this episode is really pushing for unrealistic stuff that 
she sees are hurting her partner and seemingly mm. does not care about that. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, there, there have not been moments where, you know, uh, like she was, she was wronged, uh, when Jabri's mom is like talking oh, about her. Thousand like percent. That. So, um, you know, that like, uh, there are no heroes in 90 day fiance. Make no mistake. Uh, but you know, like I feel like that, you know, she is expecting, you know, uh, this like lavish wedding on the beach and, and, and this house and stuff like, uh, like, I, I don't know where she feels like this is coming from. I mean, again, they live off vibes, Rob. They <laughs> vibes puts food on the table for these two. It mm. feels like because that's simply where she sees it coming from. But I, I think that Miona had an even bigger heel turn in this episode yeah. when no. we get to the face to face later. Um, now, if I may. Yes. Um, again, and I don't know the exact logistics of like, you know, the people that go on 90 Day Fiance, it feels like they're famous, but like, it also seems like, like Brandon and Julia, are they like, are they like raking it in right now? Like, um, it, it seems exciting that you're on the show, but mm-hmm. is, is there a real like path to monetization of being on 90 Day Fiance? And like, it is just like the act of being on 90 Day Fiance enough to provide some sort of like actual income for Jabri and Miona. And so like by like going through and being on the show, like could that potentially like pay for the life that Miona is, is hoping for? So it's interesting, right? Because you think you think you're on TV, that could be some exposure that could lead to a little bit more. So where do you land on all of that? So in, you know, obviously we've talked about how much money they get for being on the show. That's not a lot. That's about a K per episode. I think a little bit, it's like a couple of those for the reunion. It's not like a whole amount. Let's chalk it up to 15 ish thousand and then tax. How much does that come out to? I don't know, but then it'll depend on the person, how popular they were on the show, how much they had exposure on the show and what avenues are they exploring? So, mm-hmm. for example, the Black Serbs are a band. They're getting featured here. I'm looking at their YouTube channel right now. They've got 71,000 subscribers. Their latest music video was a lyric video, 20,000 views. So not in the low thousands like some of the other stuff we've seen before from other people on the show. Mm-hmm. So they seem to be doing ish okay. But then okay. what are they doing on Cameo? Are people getting okay, Cameo? So, all right, them? good question. I happen to be on the website. Okay, Amazing. so both Jabri and Miona separately are on Cameo. We'll turn around in 24 hours or less both for uh, the low, low price of $35 for personal use. Okay, and do you see a lot of what's the review situation? I feel like that's usually a good sign of how many people have both uh, eight reviews for Jabri, and <sighs> uh, you know, uh, I think that he might be more of the draw than Miona, who I has think so. uh, three reviews. Yeah, you know what the audacity is that they they charge thirty five a piece, and Mahogany from the last season of Before the Ninety Day charges forty five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did or is it you or is it is it a, do i get a text like what is this case there mm-hmm. yeah um and then yeah, yeah the other thing is i know that there are some um 90 day alumni that have ventured into only fans that have obviously yes. made quite okay. a bit see so that's the, yeah 
that yeah, to so, me seems like the the only path to monetization from well, 90 Day Fiance. Stephanie from the last season of The Single Life, yes, she didn't yes. have a she was not a very beloved character on the show, but and then she was kind of obscure by the end of it, but then she ended up turning that into a big fortune. Col- uh, Larissa from Colton Larissa. That, she, uh, we had talked about updated on 90 Day Fiance or on sorry on News AF uh, a couple of weeks ago. Do you mm-hmm. know what she was selling then after Farts in a Jar? Wait, she's oh, I I'm in the dark, Rob. Enlighten me, please. She was selling uh, uh, jars of sweat oh. that, that came off of uh, her. Uh, Nethers? No, no, North. Um, North? See her, uh, Lady Humps? Like the chest? Yes. A chest oh, like her. under yeah. chest? I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not sure exactly the gravity situation. Th- yeah. th- that specific, okay, what do we, do you have the, not that this is important to this podcast, but what was the price Method? on that? Oh, uh, I think she was saying that. I think the article was saying that she's making like, uh, like five grand a day, like selling like 10, uh, 10 jars at like $500 a jar. We're in the wrong business, Rob. This is a mistake. We're making all the wrong moves here. I feel mm-hmm. like you, for, when I was trying to get you to say, when I was trying to get price, you said method. Did the method get described as well? I don't think so. I had wondered if a sponge was involved, but it doesn't sound like it. I don't know. I don't know. Twice distilled. Like, what's the situation? Okay, five grand. That's a lot. That is a lot. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, the the farts did not last long because that was doing Mm -hmm. a number on her. So hopefully the 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 hydration is is fine. Oh wait, hold on. Uh, Update. Oh yeah. Sorry, I may have spoke too soon. Uh, TMZ reported 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Matto boob sweat production shut down by Big Bear. Who's I'm not Big sure. Bear? It, um, but I guess it seems as though an actual bear. I thought it was like the, the, the she what? was at Big Bear when it happened. <laughs> um, she says, yeah, that uh, I guess a big bear came. Uh, let's see. What's um, TMZ source? The Onion? Like Stephanie Matto's newest business venture, selling jars of boob sweat, has come to a screeching halt after a bear ventured onto her property, making production uh, way too life-threatening. I guess the bear, I mean, she's to go outside, I guess, where it's really, really hot. Oh, I see. I think she might just have a publicist that just, like, gets these uh, stories out there. It's like, it's, it's so rare this product because bears are actively trying to prevent you from getting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 90 day bears all. <laughs> Rob, that bell hit it. Nice. It's just a tap. Okay. Yeah. Tiny so, I mean, so she's monet- Stephanie is monetized 90 day fiance. Yeah. To, to circle back to these two, I do not, because especially when they've talked about what their, what their ambitions are, he wants to do the stuff with creative, with the band full time to to monetize them yeah. she wants to venture into the world of makeup and, yeah. and I, I think have her own makeup line well, I, I think the other big area for monetization is sort of like the instagram influencer paid uh oh yeah spots. And, yeah yes. but yes, yes, i don't yes. know like 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 how many um followers does miona have on instagram oh that'd be a good check oh like merch is also another good avenue if they're trying to like 
push out some, but mm-hmm. has either of them said anything that would stick out to monetize? Yep. I don't think so. And so Miona now has 80,000 Instagram followers, but not I don't, bad. I mean, yeah. I know she has a lot of like paid posts uh, at this Jibri point. has 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm not seeing any ad ad posts on here. Mm-hmm. Maybe not yet. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Jibri has a number on his account that it says, text me for weekly motivation. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, it seems like they also, oh, um, so yeah, so Jibri, Jibri, I'm looking at a post also, he's talking about uh, the ripped pants from 90 Day Fiance Season 9 Episode 2 sold for $28,000. We are beyond grateful. Somebody bought Jibri's pants uh, and then he's also talking about NFTs. So, um, yeah, well, well, maybe the, those rumors starting to be a little bit more video true. on Jabri and Miona YouTube channel. They have a YouTube channel. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't I, know if we're going to cover make, that. Maybe they're going to make that money. It's possible. I'm looking at their Poshmark closet right now where they're actively selling clothing items from their own like closets. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted a fur jacket that Miona has worn, it's $55. Yeah. Fashion over dress for $19. There are a lot of items on here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Rob, they sold their matching jackets from 90 Day Fiance for 59 bucks. <sighs> so, like, it's interesting, right? Like, it's very meta of like, yeah, so that there is no job that either of them could get <laughs> that is going to bring in some money. Yeah. And there is no way <laughs> that Jabri's music career is going to take off. But being on the 90 day fiance, which they can't really talk about on the show. Like, uh, when they have all these conversations, like, well, what's your plan? What are you doing? It's like, well, I'm on TV right now. This is I'm working play. on it, dad. <laughs> working on it, dad. Back off. Yeah. It's ambitious at best, right? Because I feel like you don't know how and where the show is going to take you. You don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to make it through the whole season. Uh, you never know what's going to, you don't know how you're going to be edited. You don't know how much exposure you're going to get. So yeah. again, that's ambitious at best, but these two, they live off dreams. So that could yeah. very well be what they're looking at yeah. and looking into doing YouTube channel. Uh, not really, uh, going bonkers about like uh five or 6,000 views of video. Eh, you know, I respect it. That's a little bit, right? That's not like the worst, but it's also not a lot. I mean, you look at their followers, they each have about 60 and 80 K. So, Oh, their thumbnail game is pretty strong. They got that YouTube thumbnail strong game going. Thumbnail game. So maybe they got like some uh, a team. Yeah, they know what they're doing. And they got a TikTok going. So uh, look, power couple. Hey, they're trying. They're trying yeah. it. <laughs> yes. So okay. okay. And, they have and a whole n- they, okay, so Rob, the last three videos. Okay, one of them is how to make Serbian food. We move. The other <laughs> two is Nike sneaker collection. Okay, where he showcases Nike sneaker collection. The next episode is selling our shoe collection for our first house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like, first of all, look, look at us showing off our shoes. Yeah. Also, did you know you can buy them all? Thank you. Please do so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. we learned a lot there, Rob. We, we went learn on a lot about that. We, we were a little bit of a tangent, a little bit of yeah. a side, side quest of yeah. uh, explore Jabri and Miona and what their like viability financially is outside of uh, 90 Day Fiance. Well, I feel like already we've learned more about them than Mahala and Brian, uh, Jibri's parents who bring him over to this coffee shop. And 
they pepper him with a bunch of questions. They basically said that they don't see him being happy. He doesn't seem happy right now. Does not. And, I mean, in fairness, does not seem happy. Oh, no, he's definitely in a tough spot. Well, he, he looks like he's having a great time on YouTube. I mean, you have to be happy on when you're doing these videos. Yeah. Imagine a somber video. No, that's not going to yeah. work. But maybe, you know, if you zig when everybody else zags. Think right. You could be in a different spot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, his parents are worried about him. They don't see him having the same energy he's always had. They think that the reason this is happening, obviously, is the Miona of it all. Yeah. And I feel like this this and Davi talking about it with him in Chicago have started making him feel that that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, story checks out. Uh, makes sense. Right. So he ends up being in a place here where he is also told that they don't feel having a conversation at home could work because the last time they tried, Miona called him at like eight, eight t- times. different times yeah. for a 20 minute combo. She had a lot of questions to ask him. There were very poignant questions. Like, mm-hmm. can we get corn dogs for dinner? Could that be the case? That could be fun to get for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my biggest thing, though, for Mahala and Brian, even if they're speaking truth about his happiness, is the suggestion of why you should just postpone the wedding. I don't think they realize how much that complicates things. Right. Because if you are to, let's say the K-1 visa time passes, your three months passes, you have to leave the United States. You then have to reapply for this and you can't come back in six months and do this. It will take as long as it did the first time to process everything. It could take a year, year and a half mm-hmm. for you to then come back. And you're in the same spot because you're not physically together to work on this stuff. You're separated again. So, right. And there's no sort of like um, extension. No. There's nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You have the three months, you get married, you apply for your adjustment of status, and then you're in a limbo of that's your like you're kind of just here and waiting until you see whether or not things get approved and your interview goes fine and everything like that so that's where you're going to land so to suggest something like this to Jibri who I know has not put any thought into the logistics that I just presented to you yep and he's actually considering it so terrifying scenes here because I if they do that it's not going to work out well they sort of like frame the argument in like well if he didn't have a ticking clock would you get married in 90 days? Yeah. Like, no, of course not. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't. Like, so come on. Yeah. Think no, about it. They yeah. manipulated him yeah. and he, they worked him like a fiddle. Now, can you explain to me why aren't the parents, the, the parents aren't going to the wedding because they have a thing or are they are they protesting uh, the wedding? To me, this was part of the manipulation, Rob. I feel like they're like, you don't seem happy. And, you know, I feel like you're not happy with stuff. And he said before, I just want everyone to be happy together. Like, yeah, well, we're not going to make it to your wedding because it wasn't. What did Brian say? I wrote this down. Brian said something along the lines of it's lacking organization. So we can't attend your wedding. Uh, We only got organized weddings. I'm sorry. And like, if we can't have a month's notice for what food is on the menu, do they they even have a date or anything set? Well, it's these two, Rob. So I would lean on no. (laughs) I would lean on it. Whenever it is, count us out. We're not coming. It's not happening. We hate beach weddings. It was not planned. There's no organization. We're out. Yeah. He said, but because of the lack of organization, we won't be able to attend. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like this conversation did nothing but make uh, Jabri a lot more worried and a lot more concerned about where his relationship is heading. So naturally, he leaves the coffee shop. He goes back home. He picks up Miona and they go to a park for some fresh air. And he then tells her about the conversation he had with his parents. And Rob, what did you make of the the whole exchange here? Yeah. Um, So uh, she, uh, Miona, I I thought didn't receive this well. I thought um, she talked about how uh, his mother's always making uh, stupid comments, and um, you know, he, he, and Jabri's like trying to say, "Well, she's trying to get to know you," and uh, he's like, "Well, she should have tried harder. She didn't. She didn't really give me a chance." Um, and Jabri says, "Well, hey, in a minute, I'm going to say I'm just going to get married to my music and my art." Okay, all right. I'll turn this relationship around and we will go home right now. He said, listen, Guillermo's thinking of wedding a washing machine. I can very much turn around and marry my next album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if, what, and what if I said that we should, we should wait, we should postpone the wedding. And <laughs> she said, then I would say, I will leave your ass. She didn't mince any words, Rob. Immediately threw it back on him and said, mm-hmm. nope, that is not what I'm going to do. And in my head, I'm like, well, it makes sense because obviously the one year and a half delay, two years delay, like that's a whole pause on your life. But no, her thing was, this is childish. This is the most immature yeah. response he could have given me. I don't love it. What is the point? What is happening? Uh, this is not, I need him to man up and I need him to step up if he wants to be with me and if he wants this to work. Yeah. He's acting like a 15-year-old. I feel like if I have to think about it, I could kind of see that a little bit in the mentality, just a little bit, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, the other part of of the things Jabri says to her is, well, you know, they've talked about not wanting to attend, and she says, I'm fine with that. He's like, well, no, it's you have to put an effort as well. Like, simply put, you need to try to. I need you to make more of an effort to try and be good with them, to try and be nice because it cannot be one way. And I feel like we've seen this with Miona in two different instances now where with David, she's like, all right, he doesn't like me. It's over. We can never mend this. Mm-hmm. And it's similar with the parents and all Jabri wants is, Hey, if you can make those two work, I will do whatever I can to make all this happen. Yeah. Uh, th- that's a, it's a personal pet peeve of mine. People who just like, uh, won't try like, uh, come on. Let's let let's all like uh you know we can get through this we can figure it out let's all like uh actually try to make this work for a minute. No. You don't like that? Um Miona doesn't like it. Miona definitely does not like it. No. Yeah. She's um, not like the idea. Yeah, I think that with the two of them the way he says, yeah, I don't want it to work out like this, definitely not, and her ultimating like this again this is two people that I'm starting to think, I don't know if you should be together, but I think you want to be together. So I think she'll put in the work with the family. I'm hoping I think he'll be in a better place moving forward. Um, hopefully. Yeah. I, yeah. I think she will not put in the work with the family and I think he will uh, just He'll deal buckle. with it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's my prediction. <laughs> more likely. It's more likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, the next week, it's going to get more awkward with the two of them because we're back into a setting where it's Jibri and Miona and Mahala and Brian having a discussion. And this discussion is, you know, talking about Jibri feels pressure to get married. And 
in his in front of them in front of the in-laws Miller's like am I pressuring you to get married to me so mm-hmm. get ready for some more awkward scenarios with the two of them that's where we're headed next week so I'll be talking about that with Liana of course like I mentioned um, mm-hmm. I think tentatively it is Liana will be here with me but Rob before we head out here let's go over and discuss the Power Rankings TM. Oh! Yes. This has been something we did last season of our coverage, Rob, with you, and I carried it over. I've continued yes. the trend. Okay. Oh, I'm so, I'm so curious to hear. Yeah. So would you like to know where the last week's couples landed? Okay. Uh, boy, who is... Um, I'm trying to think. Who would be number seven after last week? And I watched so many episodes today yeah. uh, that uh, <laughs> it's hard to know what happened last so, week last but. week Ari and Binium were not on the list because they weren't on so we had um, Bilal and Shaida, Patrick and Thais Emily and Kobe, even Muhammad Jibri and Miona and Karen yeah. Guillermo were on the list uh, also even Muhammad also uh, the worst yeah no they're the worst they are not meant for each other the next time on with them this past week um, Muhammad was saying some outlandish stuff which I did not love uh, talking about how Eve was raised with too much freedom okay Muhammad calm down yeah I, like, um, I, I, I don't. They should just like that. I think we've seen enough. Like they uh, need to leave. You, you, you two, <laughs> like this is not working. This is not working. Okay. Yeah. Like, get the uh, check and leave the club, please. Yeah. I bet. I don't know what the spark is there that's that's holding them together, but it's like uh, no. I think that you know. Again, did 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 either of you talk to each other before you got here? I don't think so. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think they maybe they both got catfished by different people or something. I have no idea. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh the worst couple after last week. Um maybe was it okay, I, I, nobody cares to hear my guesses. Uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, em, Emily and Kobe. No, so they were actually third. Third, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, give me the give me the list. All right, so sixth place was even Muhammad, fifth place okay. was Bilal and Shaida, fourth place was Patrick and Thais, third was Emily and Kobe. Second place was Jibri and Miona, and Karen Guillermo ended on top last week. Okay, Chappelle was on last week. Those were Chappelle's feelings on on everything, all things okay. considered. Yes. Yeah. So now with our list, Rob, I feel like it's always good to highlight who the last place is going to be because that's an easier one to get to potentially. Mm. Okay. Boy, and uh, this is like long term viability of these relationships. I mean, to me. Like I think I I would have uh, of these couples we talked about today. I feel like uh, it's either between Bilal and Shaida or uh, Patrick and Thais. Yeah, Patrick and Thais did not have a good episode this week. I think it put a lot of strain and doubt in in Thais's head but on I what's going to happen. Back. They're more likely to bounce back. I think ultimately this episode was not good. I think they will be okay. I think Bilal and Shaida are the couple I'm more concerned about yes. in the two that you brought up. So I would actually be willing to co-sign them as last place for right. the meanwhile. With the power rankings, I like to look at like, um, you know, are these differences irreconcilable? Um, right. You know, Patrick and Thais had a fight. Um, I, I don't know necessarily like uh, if they have like an issue that cannot be worked around mm-hmm. um, that uh, like, I think that they get back together. Um, Bilal and Shaida like have a real impasse in that he wants her to sign a prenup. She doesn't want to do it. She wants a kid. He doesn't want to give her that. Those seem like 
could be deal breakers on That's, both ends. Yeah, they each have a deal breaker that the other has not budged on. So that just spells disaster. A non-negotiable deal breaker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The other is completely entrenched and will not move on. Right. So I feel like they are the perfect and appropriate couple to put in sixth. I would like to propose Emily and Kobe for fifth place here. Um, this whole, like, she doesn't want to listen to any money advice mm-hmm. from Kobe. Yeah. Kobe has the pressure from the dad to be the one to teach her and make her do that. She's not listening to that. She has used money to buy a ring and still expects him to buy a ring. So they're going to have two rings, zero budgeting plan. Yep. This and, is a disaster. Um, well, they actually, they did have like a, a decent week. Like they did not get into an on-screen fight in this episode. Yes. Do you take into account the preview for the next episode? I honestly, I would love to say that I'm a little bit more strict with, I'm like sticking to this episode. Sometimes it does skew my thought a little, but Mm -hmm. primarily with my reasoning here, it's just this episode because he bought her a ring and that's good for next week. But right. Yeah. Just in terms of like the long term viability, I think I would still have Patrick and Thais lower, uh, considering that they already, they just having the one kid, mm-hmm. like I feel like ties them together a little bit stronger, but I, I don't have a strong feeling about it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that putting Patrick and Thais here because I do think that with the long term discussions of Patrick and Thais, if they get married and let's say they want to start a family, I do not see Thais letting John stay in this house. And I don't mm-hmm. know if Patrick's right. ready to let John leave the nest. Right. So. And, and John is also actively working to sabotage the relationship. Like none of these other couples <laughs> have like a mole who is actively yeah. trying to destroy the couple. <laughs> no, they're, they're definitely, their relationship is on a harder difficulty set here. Whereas like if Emily and Kobe were to move out, at least they're not going to have the family to deal with. They're going to be on their own. So that leaves us with three, Rob. We have Karen Guillermo, Arian Binium, and Jibrian Miona left for the top half of this power ranking. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, I think it'd be go in the order that you said it. Uh, One, two, three, right? Kara and Guillermo one, Ari and Binny two, and Jibri and Miona three. I really think so. I feel like I could be I could be swayed on putting Ari and Binium first. I mean, they've been together mm-hmm. the longest. They know each other the best. So give Binny the fishy, uh, but I think he's probably number two. He did, you know, win a, uh, his debut fight. So good on him. Okay, mm-hmm. but I agree with that. I'm fine with that completely. So in third place, we'll have Jibri and Miona. We just discussed them last, so there's not a lot needed to recap there. It's just a lot of communication issues in the cog and a lot of stubbornness from both sides that they have to work on. And then in second place, we're going to put Ari and Binium, who seem like they're going into a better spot at the end of this episode. But Leandro's coming in next week to mess up everything. So we'll see how that plays out. And then Karen Guillermo, they're there. The biggest problems is that potentially Guillermo might leave Kara for the washing machine. So we're fine. Yeah. Um, he wants to be inside the washing machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was wild if you ever catch me talking dirty to my washing machine call somebody for me because i've truly lost it yeah okay yeah all right no (laughs) detergent there anyways rob thank you so much 
for coming through aboard this hot mess express. I really appreciate you coming through for me, man. It's been great to reunite mm-hmm. with you. It's been a long time coming. We have missed you over here these last 10 weeks. Yes. Well, I, I know you're holding down the 90 day fiance podcast, uh, in, in incredible, uh, fashion. You've had, uh, such a great lineup of guests all season long. So, uh, I, I, it is, uh, you know, made me sad not to be on, uh, with you during a 90 day season, but, um, I know that the listeners are eating every week. I appreciate that support from you, Rob. And obviously goes without saying, but unless you're busy with other stuff, we'll have you back for the reunion, at least one of the tell all mm-hmm. episodes, if anything, so that we can get your takes at the end of the season for sure. Yeah. Um, I love the tell alls so much. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's your love language. We've discussed it's, it. Yes. Yeah, so fun. So yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, Rob. What other projects are going on on the uh, oh. on the flagship over here? Okay. Well, for the Discovery Plus crowd, let me just say that I had a, a very nice chat today with Mari Forth about Naked and Afraid XL. Got all caught up on everything going on over on Na- Naked and Afraid XL. Puya, that's the all stars of Naked and Afraid. Yeah, when I learned that XL wasn't, we weren't talking about like. I genuinely thought it was size of genitalia initially. No, so. that's that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yeah. The whole the, it, it's a very like uh, salacious name on the Naked and Afraid XL, but it, it's really the least sexy show on television. Yeah, I would have thought the the motto would have been like harder, better, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. but no, that is not the uh, the case at all. It yeah. is an all. I'm telling season. you, Guillermo watches 30 minutes of Naked and Afraid uh, or Naked and Afraid XL. He's going nowhere near that washing machine. Okay. Alright, so maybe that's mm-hmm. what he gets to watch on the Chrome uh, Chromebook when he gets that. Right, right. Kara <laughs> should put that on. Then it will cure him instantly of whatever he's thinking. It would yeah. be, like, uh, be like one of uh, Chappelle's cold showers. <laughs> that'll do it that'll undo everything that'll else do it. that'll undo okay. it yeah yeah uh but no i had a great time uh talking about all that with mari uh over on rob as a podcast today uh and so uh yeah check that out and of course uh we have a lot of other fun stuff going on over at rob as a website.com hey that's very true rob i enjoyed listening to you and Chappelle talk about um hustle over on oh, uh, yes. netflix last week yes it was a fun yeah. one yeah i mean you know Kevin James is better half Adam Sandler when it comes mm-hmm. to movies that y'all have discussed so far. Mm-hmm. All right. We talked about uh, the Kevin James, uh, I forget what it was called, where the, the he played Sean one. Payton. Yeah. Yeah. No, Liana watched that movie and even Liana was like, no, not for me. Yeah. So it has to be really home, bad for Liana. Team, to be out. I think. Yeah. If you remember the name, Rob, that's impressive. Uh, given how. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, for any anything else, y'all, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. Have a good time there. Come through, say hi on this off season, on the road to Big Brother 24, of course, which is a couple weeks away at this point. We're getting there. We're getting there. And lastly, but certainly not least, if you could leave a rating and review for this podcast, I would much appreciate that. It helps people find our podcast more. It gives me feedback on what you like, what you may not like. And if you have any insight onto the MMA scene, of course, again, at me on oh, Twitter, yeah. at Puyaism, I would love to know some of the thoughts. What's the structure? How do people get in it? How do they go further? How do they make it into Bellator or, or uh, UFC? All mm-hmm. that stuff would be, would be appreciated. And of course, Love in Paradise season two is on Discovery Plus. I will be catching up with it and I will starting next week 
give you all of the updates at the end of the 90 day recaps on this very podcast. So we'll be doing that model moving forward. But for now, we have arrived at the destination. We do appreciate you hopping aboard the Hot Mess Express. You can catch the next one next week. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.